Chang. I am Korean American and I have anxiety and depression. So I grew up in Irvine, California in suburbia. I um, am 19 years old. Um, pretty much grew up in Irvine all my life. Um, so anxiety and depression um, is different day by day. I would say that in high school it was triggered more because I didn't know what anxiety and depression was. I started to get weird panic attacks um, at random moments. Nothing really triggered it. And then I would have seasons of darkness that I wouldn't really be able to get out of. And so it wasn't until I got to college and went to constant therapy where um, I was able to find answers to that and able to understand more of what anxiety and depression was. So I would say now, daily, I'm doing a lot better because I have an understanding of um, what it's like to cope and love myself and um, yeah, reach out for help. It was especially hard for me in high school because I was seen as that perfect Christian girl, that um, ASB president that seemed like nothing was wrong. And so it was really hard for me to express my pain. I think the social pressure of family and school and friends it really got to me of my identity of, okay, I am who I am because of what other people think of me. Um, and so that got to me the most of, okay, so at school I have to be the most bubbly personality, loving everyone, being there for everyone. And then it got to a point where I would come home and nap for the entire night until the next morning and so I knew that was unhealthy of trying to please everyone to the point where it didn't even feel like me anymore and I felt as though because I had anxiety and depression no one would love me for that part and so I <clears throat> almost masked all of that by being almost the polar opposite. <clears throat> I think in my head or what is seen on social media even like Twitter, is anxiety and depression is almost just like this, I don't know, like a dark whole abyss that is trying to pull everyone else in into their darkness and pitting themselves. And um, I didn't want that. And that wasn't me. It was just all these feelings that I didn't know how to express. And so I think in my mind then, the polar opposite was to suppress all of those um, stereotypes of depression and instead become this like completely extroverted persona that I wasn't and that drained me even more. And so I think it got to a point where I couldn't leave my room where I couldn't open my windows to um, not even allowing my friends to come over to come help me. It was that point where I was just so stuck and so depressed. Um, 
where I knew I had to do something. I was borderline suicidal for a year, but I was too cowardly to do anything. Praise God for that. Um, so, yeah, I would say it just got so dark to a point where I knew I had to do something. Um, and so, yeah, I reached out to a couple of my friends who I knew had struggled with depression in the past and asked for their suggestions and experimented kind of of um, what might work for me. Um, I don't do well with finding self-medication so I knew I needed someone to tell me what to do. Um, so going to therapy and having them tell me, okay, you need to be working on this or you need to be writing down this um, and kind of prompting me with that helped a lot. And so, um, yeah, my journey with anxiety and depression was kind of realizing, okay, if I'm not allowing other people to help me, I need to help myself. And that starts with kind of just looking for what is most beneficial for you. I think stereotypes mainly stem from media. A lot of the times people who do have mental illnesses are seen as um, people of the background or people who are smaller or weaker or not as important or even someone who um, is just difficult almost a parasite that's sucking life out of you and I think yeah taking those stereotypes and finding truth in that is really important. I think the stereotypes that I broke um, was through vulnerability and um, yeah, I think vulnerability nowadays as millennials is very much being vulnerable of what is still good and what still makes you seem like a better person, if that makes sense. So I think that stereotype I had to break in the sense of no vulnerability means being raw and showing who you really are. And I think expressing that type of vulnerability really released all of my other shame of um, anxiety and depression stereotypes. There definitely is a stigma of shame in Asian American culture um, regarding anxiety and mental health and all of that. Um, I mean, I remember even opening up to uh, family members and not having them not believe me because they felt as though I needed just to work out my personality or whatever hormones I was going through. And it was almost an honor shame role for them that I would be embarrassing them because I was yeah, having to deal with this. So in American or Asian American culture, it's difficult for Asians to even express their emotions and feelings because that is regarded as something shameful. Even to express 
extreme happiness is almost embarrassing because that's something that you should conceal. It's almost as if you're bragging about it or you are exploiting yourself and either extreme, either medium is wrong in um, a lot of the mentality of Asian American families. And so I think a lot of the times when you do bring up personal things such as mental health, um, a lot of Asian American families become guarded so that their, um, their own identity isn't affected or hindered by it. I had a really difficult time with friends in high school and he blamed it on that a lot of the times. Um, but I really think that mental illness led to a bridge in our relationship. Um, I was never super close with him, but having to express how I was feeling really allowed this lovely conversation to emerge of, um, telling him how daily life is and, um, reaching out and asking for help from my parents also. I think it was really hard because a lot of the ways or solutions that they suggested were therapy. And yes, I completely believe in therapy and therapy has really helped me in a lot of ways. But earlier this year, it came to a point where I needed just chemical help and balance and I started taking um, a medication that actually helped so tremendously. But that conversation was really hard too of, um, I think in Asian American culture, medicine is almost seen as a cry out for help, a kind of um, weak symbol of okay, I need to rely on medicine so now my body is not strong enough or the people around me aren't strong enough to help me when in reality, my brain just can't produce some endorphins or they can't, um, yeah, allow these little bursts of happiness to stir and that is okay. And allowing myself to believe that medicine is my partner and not necessarily something that is trying to um, make me better it's just helping me that helped a lot too in stereotypes and talking to my family about that that sometimes medicine is needed and it's great but sometimes it's not but i think it's constantly having that conversation i think a lot of the times um, mental illness is seen as a weakness when it's really not. I really believe that God created these things um, not to be shameful, but to be different. And I can easily say that my anxiety and depression has made me learn to empathize and love others better. And I really think that's one of my strengths in ministry on this earth to use how deeply I feel to deeply love others.
like a shunning mode of I don't want anything to do with mental illness because it is so hard and I think once I started to deteriorate that wall of okay this is a part of me and if I do have to love myself then how do I love that ugly part of me and I think it was almost like dating of okay, I have to get to know you and I have to learn to love you. And even when there are seasons of difficulty, I have to love you. And um, I think that was kind of like the mentality I had. So not really a specific moment, but that was the turning point of, okay, there is beauty to it, but it's up to my attitude or my mentality to see it that way. It is really something where no one can force you to tell you to um, love that part of you. You kind of have to accept it and love it on your own. Anxiety and depression, again, looks different every day. Today, I woke up really shaky and really anxious. And I looked at my hands and said, this is a signal for me to calm down, to appreciate this minute, to find peace and rest. And my body is telling me it's okay to take that time to do that. And so I think appreciating what your body is telling you. So in those moments where I am really sad, depressed, and overwhelmed, I learn to tell myself that okay, my body is telling me that I need to process something, that I need to think through something. And I really find that a blessing because I am such an internal processor. If I don't take the time to do that, then it's more detrimental to me. So I appreciate how my anxiety and depression allows me to almost halt and say, no, you need to take time to journal about this, to talk about it with friends to appreciate what you've been through and also recognize that what you did go through is really hard and expressing it. So a lot of ways I express my mental health is through my art. So for me, it is a lot of keeping my emotional health um, healthy and that looks like journaling a lot or for me specifically, I love art and doodling and doing little crafty things helps calm me down and allows me to spend time with myself and really think and internalize things. So I think mental health is allowing yourself to take the time to um, yeah, process things and be with yourself. I believe that the stigma of the church really formed how I love myself. I think being Christian, being told that, okay, since you're anxious, you just have to love God more or be with God more, that made me feel like something was wrong with me because I loved God so much or because I served so much at church, it wasn't enough to almost cure me. And I think I learned that instead, the church should be explaining that because God loves you so much, he's willing to work with you and love you and be alongside you in this journey. And you have to be willing to be loved by God. 
and um, yeah so I think that's helped a lot in the sense of pressure of not trying to please this crazy almighty person being in the sky but rather having him be my father and protector and savior. Megan is a complex person that loves to love and give and I think the stigma of mental health made me believe that I couldn't do that as much but instead I think it allows me to do more and challenge myself and not just settle but be my best self while including the gifts of mental health and mental illness.